What's up, guys? This is your host, Jay, and welcome to the 91 Perspective Podcast. This is a safe space where I vocalize my opinions, views, and be informative on things while also allowing others of different backgrounds and perspectives to do the same. The reason why I created this podcast is for people like you and me to get to know each other through dignity and respect, as well as discussing a variety of topics and issues you may not be aware of. So uh, we are in season two, episode 28, and we are going to talk about self-doubt. Now, uh, the reason why I actually want to talk about this thing called self-doubt is because I've actually been dealing with it for the past maybe week and a half to two weeks. I've been um, going through this cycle of self-doubt and I'm just thinking to myself like, you know what, maybe this is a time for me to really explore um, explore this thing like self-doubt. Like, why do I have self-doubt and where did it come from and how much of an impact does it have on my life and other people's lives and I think maybe this episode can kind of help someone out there if you're dealing with self-doubt like a lot of people are dealing with even if they put up a front and they show themselves like they are better than what they are themselves um you know they might be dealing with self-doubt as well. So I've actually did some writing. I, I really wanted to like really process my thoughts and why this thing is in me. So it's something that I've struggled with since I was a kid and I'm an adult now, I'm 29. So I'm, I've been dealing with this thing for over a decade and I'm like, okay, okay, what is self-doubt and like, you know, what, what, what is the root cause of this self-doubt? So first let's start with self-doubt, right? What is self-doubt? So I looked it up and I found, um, the definition for self-doubt starts is an, it's a noun. It's lack of confidence in oneself and one's abilities. And there's a sentence that kind of illustrates this. His later years were plagued by self-doubt. So I asked myself this question, do I have self-doubt? And I answered, yes. Um, Let me actually backtrack before I go any further. So these past couple of weeks, I have been um, part of a course and my instructor is helping me to build my course where I'm teaching graphic design and character design to other people. And I've never done this before. Um, I've taught people in the past, but I've never officially had a classroom or sat down with a bunch of people and built a step-by-step structural course that is detailing uh, a certain subject that I will be teaching. And 
one of the things that um, come into my mind is like, well, am I even good enough to teach people this subject? Why would anyone want to listen to what I have to say? And then also, am I even good at explaining things? Because there have been times where um, I'm telling people certain stuff and the way that I talk, I'm so energetic and I'm so excited when I say certain things. And the way I construct my words and my sentences may throw people off and they may ask questions to clarify what I'm saying. And because I'm so excited and I'm not being very poignant with my thoughts, um, I sometimes can't find the words to articulate what I'm saying or to better illustrate to people so that they get an understanding of, okay, I, I get it. I get what you're saying. And really thinking about it in retrospect, I'm not the only one like this. Sometimes people say things and you ask questions to clarify what they're saying, just just to see like, okay, like, what do you really mean by this? Um, so those like start, you know, some of the things that started to self doubt. And even when I do a task and some, and, and like my instructor would tell me to do it over, I thought it was good enough at that point. And then she didn't say it was bad. She just say, do it over but I'm taking it as a negative and then there starts the self-doubting starts to come in and it it activated a trigger for me that happened earlier in my my past and you know there there are forces I would say and I'll get into that later in this podcast that would actually hinder you as a person um, to start replaying those those thoughts of self-doubt and to where it starts to become your own voice. But back to self-doubt. So as I was writing, I was really processing everything. What are the objective facts of my life? What happened objectively, not subjective, not so much of my opinion, but what are the facts so that I can break this thing down so I can say, okay, is it from me or did I get it from somewhere or someone or others? Like, you know, just so that I can have a distinction to where I'm like, oh, well, it's not really me. Well, then it's really this, but Let's go back to this. So then I asked some, some more of the questions. So I said, what does the self, where 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 does self-doubt come from? Which you guys heard me saying this. And then I also said, what is the root cause of this self-doubt? So there's an actual definition on Wikipedia. Um, I, I would probably link some of my information in the description so you guys can go check that out. Um, but I, I said, okay, let's let's go to the word doubt. What does Wikipedia says about doubt? And there's a lot of things that really point pointed out to me, but I'm just gonna read it and then I'm gonna reread it again so you guys um, so I can emphasize on the things that really stood out to me. So 
Doubt is a mental state in which the mind... Let me start over. Doubt is a mental state in which the mind remains suspended between two or more contradictory propositions, unable to assent to any of them. Doubt on an emotional level is indecision between belief and disbelief. It may involve uncertainty, distrust, or lack of conviction on certain facts, actions, motives, or decisions. Doubt can result in delaying or rejecting relevant action out of concern for mistakes or missed opportunities. So, so, okay, I'm going to read it again and I'm going to point out certain things, right? So what this Wikipedia says about doubt, doubt is a mental state in which the mind remains suspended between two or more contradictory propositions unable to ascend to any of them doubt on an emotional level is indecision pay attention to that indecision between belief and disbelief it may involve uncertainty distrust or lack of conviction on certain facts, actions, motivations. Um, let me go back. It's not motivations. Motives or decisions. Doubt can result in delaying or rejecting relevant action out of concern for mistakes or missed opportunities. Now, this past week or two, what really jumped at me was doubt can result in delaying or rejecting. I doubted so much in my ability to actually teach people and to create a course that I pushed off even working on my course. I was working on it, but then the self-doubt started coming in and those questions that I would ask myself, you know, would people even listen to what I have to say? Is anything that I've uh, is anything that I would say any good? Um, am I even capable of doing this? Those questions that I would say to myself internally would delay. It would help. It would delay me from taking relevant action to working on my course because I, I'm, I'm fearing making a mistake. I'm fearing saying saying the wrong thing to people and them getting upset or offended because they they've paid for a course that I've created and I'm making a promise or promises to them that they're going to be I'm going to take them from point A to point B and but when they don't get to that point then it comes back on me that I did something wrong even though now that I think about it I I made a video, a promotional video about my course. And I say, like, I do say in my video, um, I cannot guarantee you the same results as other people in their endeavors. So even in my explanation, um, I'm still telling people that I can't guarantee them the same results. So it's not that what I'm creating isn't good enough. It's just letting people know at the end of the day, it's not just only me 
it's also you on the other hand but we're gonna get into that a little bit further just give me a minute so um my 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 mouth was parched so i i I drunk something just to kind of moisten it but i think a lot of things i underlined was indecision uncertainty distrust lack of conviction certain facts actions motives decisions um delaying rejecting uh concern for mistakes or missed opportunities doubt will cause these things to happen where you're where where um uh you make indecisions or you're indecisive there's a lot of distrust not only just you but with anyone lack of conviction doubt causes lack of conviction it causes you to question certain facts even your own motives certain decisions that you would make you know you, you doubt is such a virus it it can be killer so what is the root so I, I decided to, I'm taking you guys on a journey and I'm going back to my childhood of, you know, what are some like of my earliest moments that I can remember that really planted seeds in me that unknowingly I didn't know it was going to affect me in a way as an adult. So follow me on this. So. When I was a kid, I remember I had to shovel snow outside in front of my house. And, you know, we live on a corner house. So we would usually have to shovel a lot of snow. Back in the day, we used to get so much snow. So that was a thing that really was uncomfortable. Plus, we had to do our driveway and the side of the house. So this was a task that my dad put me and my younger brother on and I don't remember exactly what age I was but I had to be between the ages of 11 and 15 Uh, this was before my dad passed away he passed away right around right before I turned 16 so had to be between 11 and 15 but um I was shoveling the snow but I was having a hard time getting the snow off the ground due to my strength and consistency of the texture of the snow. For those that shovel snow, you know, um, depending on the type of snow that falls on the ground, whether it's really wet, it's it's constantly snowing, it's a little heavy, there might have been some um, frozenness under the snow, and depending on the type of shovel that you have, it can make it very difficult for you to pick up that snow so also I can remember I don't think I wanted to do this to do it I don't think I wanted to do the snow to shovel it knowing a few things I didn't like the cold we had a lot of snow I didn't want to be outside shoveling and my dad wanted things done a certain way so In my opinion, this is my opinion, my dad can be very anal about things. I think my opinion is a relative truth that 
me and other people may feel that way about my dad. But if you ask someone different, they may say something entirely different. So keep that in mind. I think there is some truth to my opinion because I know my dad um, better than those who are listening to this um, podcast. But it's not it's not the whole entire truth. So the way I was shoveling the snow wasn't up to my dad's standards. So he took the shovel from me to show me how to do it. Once he showed me, he gave me back the shovel and I proceeded to shovel the way I well, the way he wanted me to shovel. Remember, I said earlier that I didn't have the necessary strength to shovel an icy snow mixture on the sidewalk. Plus, I didn't want to be there. I can't tell my dad, no, that's disobedience. So I put up with it. So my dad, being frustrated with my performance, took the shovel from me and continued the task that he set forth for me. I was standing there watching him like good. I didn't even want to do it. Um, and But if you're going to give me a task to do, but you do it anyways, then why give it to me in the first place? Those were some of the thoughts that were going through my mind. But look, guys, here's the thing about me. Here's something I want you guys to understand. Um, I'm a person slash people pleaser. So I think Part of it is how I grew up and part of it, I think, is part of my personality. I genuinely want to help people, even though it may be inconvenient for me, even though I didn't want to be outside shoveling snow in the winter cold at night. I still wanted to help my dad, not just that it was an order, but he was a much older father compared to other fathers at that time and there's only but so much that he can do and what I mean at that time I, I what I mean I think generally from my age group in the 90s to 2000s relatively speaking to my friends um their fathers were much younger, probably in the 40 to 50 age range or like late 30s. I would say between late 30s to like maybe mid to early 40s or early to mid 40s um, at that time. Because uh, my dad, he had to be actually in his um early to late 60s so I had me and my brother had a much older father um, you guys can do the math my dad was born in 1937 so I'm 29 I had to be about 11 I would say 11 to 15 you can pick whatever age and you can do the math between what my father would be um, what his age would be now and subtract my age of 29 to whatever age I was from 11 to 15. And then you can kind of like do, you can subtract that and do the math of of roughly what he would have been. So aside from that, um, 
without my dad even realizing it, he planted a seed. A seed that told me my work wasn't good enough. I don't remember him doing that with my younger brother, but it's my memory about me and it's a seed of doubt that I have. It may sound like a contradiction. Well, it is. Part of me wasn't willing to do the work, but the other part of me was. Not to get the task done per se, but to complete it in order to please my father. When I couldn't do that, it hurt me. That left a stain on my heart. Now, to be fair, my dad didn't have malicious intent in in taking the shovel from me and showing me how to shovel his way. He didn't set out to make a long-standing internal viewpoint of myself. He just wanted to get the shovel off the ground. Correction, he wanted to get the snow off the ground. I mean, looking back on it from an adult's perspective, it was nighttime, freezing cold, and we had a lot of snow. He was probably tired, cold, and really didn't want to be outside himself. Plus, he had two kids, us. So, he didn't just want to leave us outside all night shoveling snow. Also, having experience when with dealing with kids, you get fed up with their actions. So, my father didn't have some nefarious plan to create self-doubt within myself. He just wanted to get the snow off the sidewalk so us and people walking by wouldn't have a hard time walking. Uh, And there was also the possibility if we left the snow unmanaged, it could freeze and become ice, making it worse for us and people. So slips and falls um, may happen. My father could possibly get sued or fined by the town. So I can understand where my father is coming from now. I still have the seed in me. But I know it didn't come from me. That's something I just now recognize. Now, let me explain how this seed can be a trigger um, for me or this whatever has happened to you in your childhood. A seed that's planted can be a trigger for you in the future. For example, um, I used to work at this labor job at the JFK airport. I'm not going to say the name of the job. I, I'm not really doing that. But I, like many of the other guys, it was a team of men and women. But the guys, we would do more of the heavy lifting type of labor work. And I would move slow. Not unbearably slow but I would just move at a certain pace that maybe my leads um, wasn't comfortable with because we had to clean plane after plane after plane and they had to be cleaned prepped and ready for passengers to come on and set out to fly at a certain time so things were time urgent 
as I'm doing this, one of the leads, a male lead that would um, see me doing my work, he would take it from me. And it was a trigger that would bring me back to when I was a kid of when my dad um, uh, 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 would, would do that. And by the way, um, I don't have so much of a negative outlook on male authority figures. My father was really a um, good male authority figure. He had his flaws. He wasn't perfect. But I look up to men that have that kind of quality, you know. So I looked up to my lead a little bit. And he was the age of... uh, He could have... He could have been uh, my father. He wasn't my father's age, but he could have been my father. I, I could have been his son. Um, but, you know, he took it from me and I'm just like, it brought me back. It was a trigger. And that self, it, it, it wasn't super strong then, but self-doubt does play like, man, well, am I even really good enough to do this job? But making the distinction, um, there are certain factors that I considered just the facts objectively. This is a job. These are time urgent tasks. We have multiple planes to do. Things have to get done a certain way. So, and he is the lead. If things don't get done a certain way, it falls back on him. So, taking my feelings out of it, 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 it's, it wasn't personal. But it didn't start there. The root started in my childhood. And I'm going to talk about some things of how those how those remedies could be uh, rectified. But that that's just a trigger moment that happened not, to, you know, a couple of years ago. But it really it stemmed from my childhood. So let me let me continue. Now, another time or times that still occur when it comes to self-doubt is the words of my mom, things that she would say. Now, these are things that's happened in the past, more so after my dad passed away and then currently as I'm an adult because we we still have a relationship and we still have to do certain things so i'm gonna give you a recent um a recent experience that happened like maybe a day or two ago so my mom would ask me if i can go to MoneyGram and send her money to a family member in guyana because they need it so i have no problem with that it's her money she could do whatever she want with it and she's helping out a family member so I have no issues with that. Uh, she She's currently in Jamaica right now, and she doesn't have access to her money. It's coming directly to me, so I'm managing it. So I would be the mediator to do the task and send the money to our family member. The only issue is when I go to MoneyGram and I have to send the money, they told me that they need a phone number. And currently for me right now, I don't have an active phone number. My my Sprint service is off. So I didn't want to take the chance and give them the money and 
if they sent me a code or some kind of phone number linked to that link to my number, I wouldn't get it because I can't receive any text messages through that. Now, I still have Wi-Fi, so I can still contact people, but I don't have my service currently. For the next few days, me and my mom was figuring out how to complete this task of sending money to her family member and to our family member. I say her family member, it's our family member. Uh, To our family member in Guyana. Eventually, we decided to have another family member of mine, my mom's sister, which solved that problem. Uh, however, at the same time, my mom needed money for her Digicel. So for those that do not know what Digicel is, it's a, um, a service that's around the Caribbean where you pretty much put money on their minutes overseas so that they can have internet access, I believe, and phone service to be able to call people overseas. So that's kind of what Digicel is. I know it's really big in the Caribbean, so you guys can do more research on that. I might put uh, a Digicel website in my description box. So it's D-I-G-I-C-E-L, so Digicel. So anyway, um, so to continue to make calls in, in, in overseas. So I I proceeded to find or look for different um, Digicel stores or locations in Queens and in Valley Stream to, tr- to try to basically put money on my mom's Digicel number and she would be able to continue, continue to make calls overseas. But that didn't work out. So I, I told my mom over WhatsApp and I said to her, um, I told her, I told my mom over WhatsApp and she thanked me. Uh, I wasn't able to complete the task because either the stores were closed or their network was down. And my mom, she but she would tell me she, she she thanked me for giving the money to her sister to send the money to MoneyGram for our family member in Guyana. But she was she wasn't pleased with the fact that maybe I should have left the money to uh, her sister for the Digicel, and she would say. I should have also left the money for the Digicel. And when she said that, it brings me back to those times when she would say, and these are some of the phrases she would say, you should have thought of that. Or why didn't you think of that? Or I shouldn't have to tell you everything. I should just, or I should just know. Or the one, this is the one I really hate the most. I hate this. You need to use your brain. Really? (laughs) So these are phrases. These phrases are a point of contention, resentment, and indecisiveness causing self-doubt within me. So, you know, my mom, 
she, you know, my mom, I know she means well, but those words are not okay to say. Now, listen, like my, like my father to my mom, to be fair, um, she, she's, she doesn't, she's not doing it out of malicious intent. She's not doing it for nefarious reasons or to set me up for the the downfall so that I can self-doubt myself. Two important people in my life, my mother and my father, both in the household, both are married, both. Oh, there's a sound that happened in my house. Um, Hold on. Okay, so I just checked that out. You guys probably heard that. I heard it. Um, everything's good. I check with with my friend just to see if everything's okay, and um, it's good. So also, um, okay. So where was I? So back to my 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 parents. I, I I'll keep it short with this. Um, and I always say I keep it short and it's never short, but, uh, honestly speaking, my parents, I look up to them and I respect them and I love them and unknowing to them, they planted seeds in me that, um, maybe not so much considering my personality and, you know, what I would need from them just reassurance uh you know unknowingly they just they planted the seed but they didn't do it out of harm they didn't do it maliciously like they, that's what they wanted to do every most parents because it not every parent wants their kids to succeed unfortunately because we live in this crazy world um but most parents they want their kids to to succeed they don't want to teach them anything bad or anything that would be self-defeating or to make them lack in anything mentally, emotionally, uh, physically, financially, spiritually. Some don't believe in spiritual, but that's a whole nother thing. Um, so my, my parents, there was no evil plot behind their actions. Uh, they're human. And there are a lot of other experiences that I've had in my life that kind of built upon this this tower of self-doubt and I didn't really know how to combat that so much the best thing I did um was surround myself with um with good friends but I'll get into all the solutions that's one of them but I'll get into that a little bit later so there there were other things where um I would have other black people and white people either comment something about my skin tone I'm a I'm a dark-skinned man um, of African descent, uh, or if you want to say black, I'm black, um, and black people would say something which would be hurtful. White people would, would say something which would be hurtful. They they would kind of say like the N word, um, but not like directly in my face, not directly for white people. Um, but I don't really care too much about those so much. Because honestly, I understand where it's coming from. And a, a lot of that is ignorance. The thing for me is when you have um, your parents, when you look up to them and you want to please them. And if you are if you are a uh, 
person pleaser, then if you disappoint them, it really hurts you. So I'm not condemning them. I'm an adult. I understand. I'm looking at the facts and um, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, everything objectively speaking is these are these are the facts it's not my opinion or emotion like oh well they were just so horrible no my parents wasn't horrible that's an opinion that's subjective the facts were they they were a little tough because of this if you give the reason that's fact so anyway um okay so what are the solutions I'm here to help you guys out. I hope you stayed to the end. I, I try to make this somewhat of a short episode, but this is really to help you guys. So some of the solutions, one of the questions I asked, what am I doing to fix this? So here's a couple of things. Surrounding myself with good people. Again, the best thing I knew to do um, back in the day was, wait, hold on. Okay, sorry about that. Where were we? So, solutions. What I'm doing. And maybe you guys can uh, apply this as well. So, I surround myself with good friends. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a geek. I'm a nerd. I love video games. I love anime. I love just talking geeky, nerdy things. I don't hang out with losers. Now, my definition of losers are people that are low lowlifes. People that don't have vision. People that are not going anywhere with their life it's not a knock to them but people that for the most part (laughs) and look I'm not I'm not I am not um directly calling people out I'm just saying the type of guys I hang around with have good morals and standards where they for the most part they're not out there trying to swindle people or scam or out there trying to um, not not being law abiding citizens. Um, they are very thoughtful guys. They are very loyal. They're honorable. I, I'll put it to you like this, just to give you an idea of what the type of men that I hang around. I can bring my girlfriend around them and not not one of them is going to want to say, Ooh, let me, let me see what she, what she want. Let me see what she's thinking. Maybe, you know, like they're not going to try to take my girl. I'm not, I'm not that way. And none of my friends are like that. They're not. Cause there are guys like that. There are some guys like that, that they don't care if, if you're their boy, if you have a hot girl or you have a girlfriend, period, they're going to want to try to do something to her like like whatever have sex whatever like they just because that's their their moral code but i but i, I but the, the type of guys that hang around each other that's like that they probably all do the same thing so i don't i don't hang around guys like that i hang around good positive people also uh self positive enforcement which i've been learning to do more now and more so now now uh learning how to like look in the mirror for 10 minutes and say what I love about myself for 10 minutes pick the good things don't I'm not ignoring the bad things I know they're there but I'm going to highlight the good because living in this world people are going to highlight the bad that's just facts they're going to they're going to do that so you might as well just 
say all of the truthful good things about you, find it because you do have some of it in you. Also, reading. Reading certain books that actually um, helps you to clear out those positive things within you objectively. What are the, uh, the facts about you that are good? Well, if you're a caring person, if you listen, if you're like a good listener, if you are a good communicator, if you are a good cook, if you are good at playing video games, if you're good at drawing, if you're good at cutting the lawn, if you're good at lifting weights, if you're good at um, interpreting uh, uh, literature, if you're good at painting, if you're good at taking pictures, like what are the facts about you that are good? Highlight them, say it inside uh, in the mirror. But when you read books that help you to understand that, like there's this book from Dr. Caroline Leaf called Think, Learn, Succeed, which I'm going to get back into reading. I have it on my Kindle, but I'm going to continue to read that. And the biggest thing for me that I, I think was really starting to help me is uh, God. I gave my life to Christ when I was 17, like a year later or more than a year later after my dad had passed away. And a, a scripture for me that really helped me and it really came to my mind and I'm going to I'm going to be reciting this more and remembering this more. But it's Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 through 7, the NIV version, and it says, "Do not be anxious about anything, But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Now, this is good for me because it understands I have to guard my mind I have to guard my my heart and mind when it comes to people. And I mentioned this briefly earlier in the episode, but also the devil. The devil's job, his mission is to steal, kill, and destroy. Now, here's how this can be practical, how this scripture can be applied in your life. But I'm going to speak from my life specifically. When I'm going through life and I have and somebody is going to say something to me that is it is going to tear me down, whether whether they're doing it intentionally or unintentionally and they're going to say something to me and it's going to be a trigger and it's going to remind me of those times where I, I, I didn't feel like I was good enough. Right. When it says and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding. I'm not working right now. I don't have a, a a traditional job where I make hourly money, but I'm actually building something for myself. And people on the outside looking in could say, well, you don't have money like that. You're not, what are you really doing? You should just give up and go get a regular job because you need that. You have a girlfriend, you, you're trying to start a family. What, what are you doing? What are you doing? But the peace of God is it, which would help me understand. It's like, listen, you know, I am your heavenly father. 
You have my son within you. You accepted him. So you accepted the gift that I, I gave you freely. So we're cool on that part. But you know, you, you don't have to be anxious about anything. You can come to me about every situation, not some, but every situation. Pray to me, have that relationship. Make, 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 make your petition, make it known. State, state your case. Cause I'm here and make a request. What is it that you're looking for? And this is not prosperity gospel because there's a, a passage in the Bible where it, it talks about Jesus being in the boat with the disciples and a storm came and they were scared for their life, rightfully so. But then Jesus, they, they woke him up. He woke up. He told the, the storm to stop. And he replied to them, oh, you have little faith. Essentially, this is what that passage means. And I, I don't have the, the, the scripture on hand, but it has to be somewhere between. It has to either be Matthew. I think it's probably in Matthew, the book of Matthew. Matthew and Mark. Um, basically, storm is storms are going to come like I know self-doubt is, a, is, is one kind of storm. It's going to come. Or a storm is going to come that the devil is going to use to help activate those triggers that are seeds in, in, in me. But knowing that Christ is in me, he's bigger than any type of storm, then I can rest assured like, okay, I know it's coming, but I don't have to fear. I got Jesus Christ on my side. And it's up to me to have faith in that to trust God trust Jesus Christ in that so those are some of my solutions and some of you may not be Christians I'm not here to convert you I'm not doing that I'm, I'm just telling you these are some of my solutions and you can kind of use some of those things I'll just go through them really quickly surround yourself with positive people self positive enforcement reading good books and you know, most importantly, have have God, have God in your life. But essentially, Jesus Christ is connected to that because he's also God as well. It's one God, three persons, God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit. So all that good stuff. But I'm not here to convert you. I'm just telling you these are some solutions if you want to combat self-doubt. So the title of this episode will be Self-Doubt. And anyone that, you know, if you guys stay to the end of this episode, I appreciate you. Thank you. I love you. Uh, This wasn't that bad. Actually sitting down, writing out everything really helped to clear my mind. And oh, that's another thing. Another thing that can help writing. I'm going to put it to you like this. Don't worry about writing perfectly. Just write practical ways of how you can write write down your thought write it in bullet points write down okay ask yourself a question actually write the question that you're asking yourself and then answer it that's a that's a practical way where you can get out information from your head it's going to be meticulous tedious you're going to have to sit down and really take the time to do it but it is doable if you can't write, if you have a phone or a device, uh, record it, 
and free do free form thought talk about it um if you can't talk and you can only do sign language uh do a video have someone help you um whatever is your obstacle find the way that can help you to get to that point if you're listening to this if you if if you're listening to this then you have some access to some kind of technology to be able to get something done you just got to be willing and somewhat able to to doing some of these things so i just want to leave you with that i'm not coming down on anyone i'm just trying to help you guys i love you and by me helping myself explaining this out for myself maybe this can help you guys so i love you so much i honestly didn't expect it to be this long uh to go almost 50 minutes but hey it is what it is so um i will talk to you guys later um you guys can follow me on 91 dreams on instagram you guys can follow my 91 dreams apparel on instagram guys go to my patreon the 91 box production that's my company as low as five dollars you can join my patreon become a patron support me you can get all of my videos that i post up on saturdays between 12 and 2 Uh, also my youtube channel the 91 box listen guys i i'm making something here and also i'm still working on my video game the 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 campaign is project czar that's not the title of the game but that's my campaign it's 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 a cool game that i'm working on guys continue to follow me see what i'm doing i love you so much um and leave me a comment like leave me a comment if you want to send me an email uh let me see. You guys can uh, send me an email at 91dreams at gmail.com. That's N-I-N-T-Y-O-N-E-D-R-E-A-M-S at gmail.com. You can send me an email, leave me leave me a comment, or you, or you can send me a voice comment on Anchor. And um, just let me know what you think about this episode, if anything. But yeah, guys, this is Jay, and I'm signing out. You guys have a good one. Peace.